Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Guys, I think you're really going to love this podcast. I love this podcast, but I'm also speaking. I mean, I... I love all my podcast interviews, but the fun thing about this is I actually interview Manisha. So Manisha was on our Bali retreat, which happened recently, our very first one. She hadn't done any work with us before. She decided to dive in and literally the transformation in her life was just mind blowing. And I remember I like in meeting her and getting to know all about her after the retreat was over. I was like, I need to have on my podcast, not only because she runs a really incredible business that I think you guys are going to be super interested in. And um, she sells semen moss and you're like what the heck is that um you we all need to know more about this um but also she has a really fascinating story we just touched on a tiny bit of it in this podcast um and then she also speaks a little bit we talk we dive into a little bit about the retreat so if you've been like creeping on our retreat and or maybe you have no idea that me and luca run a retreat um then you can hear a bit about that if you guys are interested in coming to our next retreat we are going to be running another one in November, November 4th to November 11th. We're finishing on 11-11. We already have people that have claimed the spots literally less than 10 days since the last retreat. We have applications that we're filing through. We're interviewing people at the moment. If you are interested, please check out my website, daniellekittowell.com slash Illumina, and you can apply if you are serious and you are interested. Um, and then the next step is you have a quick call with me and Luca just to see if you are the right fit for the the retreat because we're really making sure that everyone is in the right headspace and then we'll go from there if you have any more questions about the retreat please send us a message and the spots are filling up quite quickly so i would say get your butt on it um we don't have any dates for any of them in 2024 2023 is our focus. Me and Luca are also getting married. So we have a lot of things going on at the moment. And um, we are planning to have them in 2024. No dates are set. But if you are interested in joining in 2024, please let us know as well. Um, so we can put your name down on the wait list. But you guys are going to love this podcast. Manisha is just like such a beautiful soul and a hilarious, motivational, inspiring, wise character. So let us dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Souls podcast. We have a fantastical, amazing human being of a guest today who I'm so excited to bring to you because this human dropped into my world literally 
because she was actually on my retreat recently in Bali with me and Luca. This is Manisha Solanki. She is a badass mom, an incredible human being, and the owner of um, Soul Healing Seamoss as well. And she has the most incredible life story. She's hilarious, so watch out. Um, you guys are going to have the most epic time listening to um, her story and her journey and what she's doing now. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This is my first ever podcast, so I'm like, I'm a little nervous. It, it might come out like word vomit, but no, that's good. I'm we doing like it. We like authenticity. I look, you can look back in like 10 years when you have been on millions of podcasts and this can, I'm the one that has popped your cherry. Absolutely. You've popped my cherry with everything in the last couple months. So it's been, um, it's been wild that like the retreat was also less than a month ago. Isn't that uh, mind blowing? Yeah. Yes. I can't believe I said a couple of months. It's only a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't know you a month ago. That's so bizarre to me. That is so bizarre. Me too. I know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So you like there's there's so many avenues of Manisha, but I want to hear you have this incredible business today that you run where you like I, when Manisha decided she was coming to my retreat. I was like, what is this thing that she does? Like, what what the she's selling CMOS? Like, what? Like, you can eat that? Like, I, I didn't know you could eat that stuff. And then I like went down a rabbit hole, and that's amazing. But then getting to know her on the retreat and hearing literally the incredible story that she has moved through. And you're only like 31 years old, 32. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, 31, soon to be 32 in yeah, July. Like, is mind-blowing so I would love for you to tell us like a little bit about your backstory and whatever you want to share and like what led you to the place today where you are a mom of three and a very successful business owner um oh where do I even start I reckon so what got me into CMOS was actually um COVID (laughs) Mm. so when COVID happened um I was really launched into um holistic health because i always knew there was alternative methods out there i grew up with a holistic mom um and i just really wanted to try new things um so i did a little research i ended up finding this amazing plant that's grown in the oceans of the caribbean um it can be grown in many places but the place that i first started was um saint lucia sauce CMOS. Um, and I was getting it from a, a business in America and I was taking capsules and I found that I was feeling absolutely amazing, like instantly. And I've taken so many vitamins. So CMOS is a mineral. I've taken so many vitamins my whole life that when I took this mineral, mineral I realized that it's it it was so beneficial in such a quick time. So, so me and Jay both went on our little CMOS journey. Um, and then we we start, we struggled getting it from America because it's like the shipping times took so long. Um, and then one of my friends in Sydney, she was making raw CMOS gel. So we started buying raw CMOS gel from her. And that was awesome. We loved that. But I think my biggest issue, because when I was buying it from America, it was in capsules, so it was easier to swallow. So once I jumped on the raw gel, I have I have sort of like textural issues and mm-hmm. I couldn't like swallow it. It was making me gag. It made me feel like yucky. And that I found that I was wasting it because it wasn't what I liked. So I just started experimenting with it. And um, <laughs> I started making um, CMOS gummies. That's where I started. And... Um, I would post them on my stories and a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I would buy that if you sold that. So I was like, wow, well, 
why don't I do that? And then when COVID hit, because I was a makeup artist for a long time, I did bridal mm. industry. I did a lot of pageants. Um, I was quite popular in Melbourne at the time. Um, because I chose to not be vaccinated, I wasn't able to work. So, mm. but that whole side of my business kind of got pushed to the side. And I was like, look, I've got to create a business um, using my, because my, I'm talented with my hands, right? So I'm great at creating things. So when people were coming at me like, oh, I would buy those gummies, I just thought, okay, that's it. It's a sign that I'm meant to mass produce these and sell them. So um, that's a journey that I started. I started making CMOS gummies. Um, I ended up moving to Queensland because I just got a calling to just start somewhere fresh so that when I started my business, it was had nothing negative attached to it in Melbourne. So um, we moved to um, the Gold Coast and I started making my gummies and they just, it just skyrocketed. Like people wanted it so bad. I couldn't actually keep up with the production because I was making it by myself. So I would use little droppers to squeeze each gummy in. And I was selling so many jars. I'd have to make thousands and thousands of individual gummies. Wow. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, there's got to be like another way. So I, I guess that's where I sort of ventured into um, fruit-infused CMOS gel because when I was making the gummies, I used fruit-infused CMOS gel and I mixed it in with my my other ingredients um, and that's how I created it. And I thought, well, why don't I just use just this gel because it tastes amazing. My kids loved it. Um, and I was also having struggles with um, posting the gummies as well because I I – I didn't want to have a lot of preservatives in them. So I only used a small amount of preservatives. So if it, if somehow it got lost in the mail or it took a little bit longer to get there, your your gummies would go moldy. So I was like, oh, that is too much stress for me. I didn't like, I didn't want to add lots and lots of preservatives because it takes away from the benefits of CMOS. So um, we ventured into gel, but a whole thing from this that I totally missed out was <laughs> Our capsule. So uh, we, so I use purple sea moss for my capsules, and we dehydrate that and grind it into powder and capsulate it. And we found that, so we actually gave it to our neighbors, gave it to our friends, gave it to our family, and they were telling us like how amazing they were feeling just from these capsules. Um, and then we, as we were selling it while we got here, people that were diabetic, that were going through chemo. Um, a whole variety of things. All of these people were jumping on our capsules and they were feeling amazing. They had so much energy. Um, smokers as well, because uh, CMOS is a natural decongestion. Oh, so it rids the body of mucus. And mucus is a large factor in a lot of our diseases that we have in our modern day life. So um, so when we started getting all this feedback, we were like, wow, this was really made for us. So we just kept going um we still make the capsules now and in, in the fruit infused CMOS gel I've taken a break from the gummies because they're just uh, beyond me and my two hands so yeah I've just put them on the back burner for now but I get messages nearly every day like when are the gummies coming back when are the gummies coming back so I know my goal eventually is to have a little factory and have more people on board and help me out um so yeah I think in, in the future, the near future, we're going to have a whole wide range of products. Um, CMOS is amazing topically for your skin as well. Um, we also make a raw version to put on your skin. So you can put it, it's great for eczema. Um, it's great for um, hyperpigmentation. 
uh, a whole bunch of things. Like the CMOS really is the all-rounder algae. So, um, yeah, so uh, we we'll probably make CMOS soaps. I'm really looking into making moisturizers and my my brain is just like I have big, big plans with my CMOS company and that's why I called it Soul Healing and Co because I'd like to keep it open mm. to so many things because I'm really passionate about health and well-being and just helping people find the right thing that works for them you know and- I, like when i when you were telling me about cmos i like went deep down a rabbit hole um and like i'm the type of person that like i whenever i you know do something for my health i like to love to look up the benefits like i have done saunas like for years but every time i do a sauna i'm like what are the benefits of the sauna so i just like remind oh, myself <laughs> but you were telling me like there are so many benefits of cmos because you said it's good for like helping with get rid of mucus but what are some of the other ones um so uh, it helps um, balance your hormones because so it's got 92 minerals inside of it so us as a society we're so used to taking vitamins but it's actually minerals that our body needs so our body has 100 and over 104 minerals in our body um and we are lacking so many of those because of our food that we take and and the wrong vitamins that we're taking we need the minerals in our body to for it to function at its full peak mm-hmm. um so because cmos is comprised of 94 of those minerals it targets so many of your issues so um what i found for me personally was um so when i get my periods now i don't have bloating in my gut um my period pain is i have no period pain Wow. My moods are regulated. Um, I'm a way better mom, I would say, because I'm less like I have less ups and downs. Um, and and because I was I was a smoker as well, um, it helped with my lungs. Like I never had um, respiratory issues after I take uh, after I started taking CMOS. So um, if you look at CMOS and it's dried or it's raw form, it it looks like the I think capillaries is the word inside of your lungs oh yeah so inside yeah, of your yeah. lungs that like tree forming yeah, looking yeah. so um CMOS actually originates from a Dr. Sabi traditional healing and when you he said that for you to heal things in your body you need to take things that look like your what's inside of your body yeah so so like a walnut, right? You'd help that for your brain function. Yeah. But also CMOS also helps with brain function. Um, it helps with detoxing um, your blood. Um, there's, there's endless. I actually probably have a list. Of, I can't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually so cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also kind of mad at you because I can't get it in Canada, which is very, uh, I can't get yours in Canada. Yeah. You can still get CMOS in Canada. I actually have another friend that has a CMOS company, but yours is actually better. Me and Luke were talking about that today. Um, and I just ordered some this morning finally. Um, but it's just like the raw gel. So now I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to like make it taste good or something. I'll put it in a smoothie. <laughs> But yeah, I'm like, I'm here to like, I've been talking a lot more about health on my podcast, because but like, I'm here to live till I'm like 108 years old. And so oh, I'm down doing all too. of these things. I'm like, what do I need to do? What do I need to sweat out? What do I need to like put inside of me to like live forever? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. We got the same mindset on that. Like, I remember yeah. we were like, we have an inner knowing that we're going to yeah. live this long. So yeah. it's like, everything that's coming on our path is just meant to manifest that. 
Totally. I remember you saying too, it's like live that long and like look fucking great doing it. Like look, what did you say? Like look naturally young forever. I'm like, yes, I'm here for that. That's it. I called that in when I was going under my limbo. I was like yes. pulling that in. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely. Um, and CMOS does, it helps you look younger as well because it's also got collagen in it. So uh, it's just, it's never ending. Like I've got a list here. This is, this is what it has in it. So Amino acids, vitamins B12, B1, B2, A, C, D, E, F, K, calcium, chromium, iodine, iron, magnesium, K, potassium, sulfur, zinc, phosphorus, sodium, copper, manganese, um, selenium, ash, and vitamins B2, 3, 5, 6, 9, and choline. Or, yeah, choline, I think that's the one. So those things I can't remember off my heart. Oh my I try yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... That and many more definitely CMOS is just I feel like I make a prediction but this I could be wrong but I, I'm just gonna make the prediction anyways like I can see you like I actually have a vision of you like being on like Australian Shark Tank someday and like sharing <laughs> this because I fucking love watching Shark Tank but because it's so genius and what like the thing that's so good about your company which I haven't seen in any other CMOS companies is like you actually haven't tried it but I trust you like you actually make it like taste good right yeah. <laughs> where that's, I was like the whole thing is we make CMOS taste yummy and I think that's what scares a lot of people away from CMOS is that it doesn't taste good. Um, unless you love seafood so much that you're just like, you can, you can down that. Like if you're a kinna lover, <laughs> like if you're from New Zealand and you eat kinners, you can eat that raw CMOS fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think because I was really trying to aim for my kids to take it. Mm. So if I was like, I would try it on all the neighborhood kids and I would, they're brutally honest. Like kids are so brutal. <laughs> And I would have kids when I was first tasting them be like, ooh, this is disgusting. So I knew then I was like, no, okay, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And now I've just now I've found the, the perfect recipes. And some kids may still have problems with texture, but it's actually not as bad compared to having it raw. Yeah. And, and also the way I make it is like the way the Jamaicans make it. Um, I did a shit ton of research into it before I as I was, you know, doing my recipes, because I am a perfectionist, um, yeah. I like to make sure that it's before it goes out and yeah, yeah it's working. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is also you living out, like this kind of came up on the retreat without like, obviously like <laughs> there's so much that happened and we could never even talk about it on a podcast anyways, but like you are such like a medicine woman uh, within you like you have that like not only because you your mom is maori right and your dad's indian and so you yeah. have this you know one of the powerful things about you is like you really like activated that connection to your ancestors on the retreat but like how has this doing this been healing kind of like in connecting back to that medicine woman within you so um in my mother's line of genealogy her grandfather was a tuhunga so a tuhunga in Mauridom is a healer, like a shaman, and people would go to the, um, would go to him to like expel their demons or to heal their internal organs. And as we know, like what shamans do today and what spiritual healers do today um, with their modalities, that's essentially what he was. And um, there was actually an act that came in. Um, in New Zealand when my grandfather was a tuhunga where they 
um they stopped all tuhunga they didn't they didn't allow it um they were banned and banished and looked down upon so i actually think my grandfather was one of the last like real tuhungas in the um northlands um and when he died he was buried with all his books his bibles his medicines all of his the crafts that he used um to heal people um and i believe that it was passed down to my mom but my mom was always scared of it so mm-hmm. She kind of blocked it off. She's a masseuse now and she actually helps so heal so many people because she just knows where to target um those areas in the body that they didn't realize was actually blocking them. So as she's gotten older now, she's in her 60s, she's starting to embrace it. And I think um as me as well, stepping into my 30s, I'm embracing it more because I'm I'm I know it's in our blood and I know that that's what was passed down to us. Um, and I think the more I step into mine, the more my mum steps into hers. So it's actually quite powerful when it really is healing our bloodline in that sense. So I'm super proud of like where I am today in my medicine work and helping people feel the best they could be. Mm. Did you have moments when you were younger where you felt like you were still had that medicine woman in you, but you didn't listen? Um, yeah, all the time. Well, I think I... I think I used it in different ways. So I I realized so when I was when I was a makeup artist, I knew that my way of medicine was allowing people to talk to me and speak and hear them and understand their wounds because I guess when you're in the beauty industry, you also become like a counselor. Yeah. So um yeah, that was one of them, but I think growing up, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so in that um when you grow when you're raised that sort of christian it's kind of looked down upon to have those sort of um gifts um it's looked as like demonic or um not aligned with christ sort of thing um and that's not all religions that was just like the religion or the type that i grew up in um so yeah a lot of my things were suppressed my gifts were suppressed um but i did leave my church quite young so I was ready to experience life in my own through my own eyes and yeah Mm. did you find that being like growing up being a Jehovah's like witness or being in a very like restrict religion because like not all religions are bad but how did that because I know you've really stepped into your own like spiritual awareness your own awakening your own like the power of like your own intuition and your own third eye and like all the things have been happening for you lately. Like, how did, how was it for you? You know, and, and like, I can, I didn't grow up like Jehovah's Witness. We grew up Catholic and it's like shaking off that, like the shame in some parts that religion gives us in like, when we open up to the kind of like all spiritual world. It's taken me a very, very long time. Um, it was a very slow transition and it was kind of a, in and out, in and out. So I'll feel released and free. And then all of a sudden I'll go back into my cage, my mental cage and have wars inside of my head. So um, it took a long time and it took different experiences and connections for me to see that. So when I, I've had different types of like awakenings throughout my life. And I would say one profound one I had, I think was when I was, 25 my 25th birthday um I had a mutual friend and she was a life coach and she 
she's a spiritual woman and she was she would always observe me and she said to me on my 25th birthday <laughs> she came up to me and she said um I was in the toilet and my spirit guide said to me I need to pray for you and I was like oh yeah okay <clears throat> it actually get, gives me a lump in my throat because it's quite emotional um and she so I was like oh yeah okay all good <laughs> it was my birthday and I was like getting drunk and I was like okay yeah <laughs> you're like time and place time and place <laughs> I was like, I was ready to take it all. I just give it to me. Um, so she took me to the back room and she um, put her, she turned me around, put her hand on my head. And then she's just like um, started praying. And, and the thing she was saying, she was just like, we pray for Manisha to release herself from her, her, the cage that she is from her religious conditioning and, um we want her to soar like an eagle she's an eagle like it was just so I can't even like put all the words in my head it was just so magical and spiritual to me and I just felt so activated then and I felt like oh my gosh like if she could just look at me and observe me and see that I was in that I have so much more ready for me and all I needed was to be activated by a prayer <laughs> I was just like uh, after that everything just started going boom, boom, boom. And I went into a full, full blown spiritual awakening um, where my beliefs totally, totally changed. Um, and as my beliefs started changing, I started realizing that it actually makes more sense to me because my, like my Indian side, um, they're all Hindu. So I, um, for me, like Hinduism is a very deep spiritual connection and it's not, it's so different to Christianity. And then before my mom chose Christianity, she was in the Maldidum, which is also deep spiritual connectivity. And they, 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 they follow the stars and their um, voyages and warriors. And I was just like, man, I have all this blood in me. And I'm just here, like, being too scared to celebrate Christmas or too scared to celebrate birthdays because that's what I've been conditioned to in my my religion. Um, so, one, yeah, once I started realizing that and, I, oh, it wasn't easy. I had a I had a, quite a few dark nights of the soul. I'd go down and up and down and up, and it was a full journey. But when I started to release it understand that I can connect to my angels my spirit guides my ancestors through prayer I realized flip they've always been around me this whole time waiting for me to wake up it's like they've been knocking they've been knocking at the door so um I definitely believe I was meant to leave that and then embrace what was meant for me by, by my ancestors mm. Can we just like back up a moment? Can you not celebrate Christmas and your birthdays in, in Jehovah's No, we don't celebrate Christmas um, because they don't believe that um, Jesus was born on Christmas Day. It's more to do with, I'm not too sure what day they believe it was, but I don't believe it's Christmas. So they believe that um, Christmas is a pagan celebration and that um, Santa is Satan and, um, Satan. and then they all... Yeah, yeah, like it's pretty deep. Like it's quite like a um, it's a totally different religion to any other religion you've experienced, which I'm grateful for because it actually helped me open my eyes to so many different things. Mm -hmm. I kind of went down the rabbit hole of conspiracies and that sort of stuff came up, and I was like, wow, like um, that makes sense because I learned that from church. But mm -hmm. um, 
also Easter, um, that's also like a pagan holiday. It's but for for Jehovah's Witnesses, paganism to them is worshiping other gods, like um, so like Easter is like Esther, like though they're, they're yeah, they're kind of they don't support um idol worship or yes like anything like hinduism that would not be that's that would be demonic because you know you're praying to a statue or you're praying to something else that isn't um jehovah or something like that they don't even believe in the cross so do they read the bible is that do they um so they have their own bible it's called the new translation um it's from the king james version okay from what i recall um but yeah everything's bible based so there is a lot of truth to it but that's one thing i've learned is that going like experiencing different religions and spiritual aspects is that every religion has a piece of truth to it yeah it's just that one guy says you got to do it this way and another guy says you got to do it that way and it really is within like what works for you and your soul purpose and your own relationship with god yahweh yeshua divine whatever you want to call it um and it's your own personal journey and it doesn't need to be a textbook mm-hmm. um, relationship so mm-hmm. and like it re- from from my like you know having to rewrite what it means to me as well it's like it is love it is yeah. ultimate That's love right. and it is being in love like acting in right. the face of love you know like and i think sometimes not all the time but like that you can sp- go to places like that in certain religions where it's like, well, they say that they're, you know, acting like the Bible yeah. and being in love, but then they're being a total dick face, you know, but, and they're but, like, well, <laughs> that's how I felt because I was, it's called disfellowshipped. Um, so they, they cut you out of the church. Wow. Um, yeah. So I've been cut out of the church twice. <laughs> um, and it's sort of, to me, when I started learning that God is love, <clears throat> when I looked at that, I was like, well, is it loving to not have all my family speak to me because of a decision that I've made? That's about my sexuality, right? Let's say I had sex, so I got cut off from the church. Um, and I'm like, that's not love. And 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 they always say, well, fear God. And it's like, well, I don't want to be scared of God. I want to love God. I want God to, and I, I knew that God loved me no matter what I did. And he saw my heart and soul and it was the man that judged me. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was judged so much throughout my upbringing as a Jehovah's Witness. I was, people were told not to hang out with me. I was a bad association. Um, Just all these things that were like around me being, I grew up feeling judged for just being me. Um, it, that wasn't love to me. So I think I, in my own journey, it was the right decision to leave because I wanted God to love me no matter what I did. Um, obviously we all, it's, life's a journey. You can't not just be this perfect little angel your whole life. It doesn't, it's not how it is. And God gave us free will. So if he gave us free will, I'm taking it. <laughs> mm, totally. Yeah. And that was one thing that I like questioned when I was growing up again, wasn't at my, no. not at your level, but like I was. First of all, I was like, well, why are we Catholic? And like, then 
like are Jewish people wrong? Like are Buddhists wrong? Like why why is there an us and a them? Like that didn't make sense to me. And uh, and then I was like, well, Jesus was Jewish. Why am I Catholic? Like if we're following Jesus, that really confused me. Uh, I don't even think my dad could explain that one to me. He's like, oh, good question. Um, and so then you just start to like question and like listen to your intuition. And and like you said, like I think we because there was like a lot of conversations on our retreat about like religion and and love and God and what that means. But it was really cool to kind of the consensus of all of us is just like it's being that embodiment of love and being in that kindness and so many religions have so many beautiful aspects to them and a lot of times they're all speaking about the same stuff anyways right just in different in different names and different ways of doing it like like almost all religions bring in prayer almost all religion bring in water and blessings stuff like that there's so much similarities right right it's all the same but just seen through different lenses and that's it and and like as i've learned like on my spiritual journey everything like meditation and prayer same thing like you know like those they're they're the same just using different words and if people were more open to realizing that what a spiritual person would do is similar to a christian but it's in our own way what works for us and it's not forced upon one book Mm. I feel like for me I've learned to read lots and lots of books Mm. and 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 take that into my life instead of just having one book and that's it you know Mm. like you ought to read you can't learn anything in life if you're just reading one book your whole life totally that's go read the library you're gonna just learn so many things about religion yourself spirituality it's all it's all one. We're all one. If we yeah. learn that we're all one, then how can you be wrong and you can be wrong? And there is yeah. the truth is bigger than what we think it is. Why do you think that your soul chose the journey of you growing up in a religion such as that? I think it was because <laughs> it's funny because I know I'm a rebellious, free spirit. And I think when I had to be placed into that situation where I had a lot of limits put on me. So like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. So I think spirit was like, yeah, you're going to be put in this so you can learn to break free from it and explore and find what is good for you. Because I think seeking is the most profound way to find God because I was seeking for the truth so bad because I was forced a truth on me. And so when that, when I'm like forced something on me, I'm like, no, I'm breaking out. Like I need to go find, tell me the truth. I need to know it now. I'm like a detective. (laughs) Mm. Um, So I think, and also I had, I learned so many life lessons in um, growing up like that as well. Um, I learned to speak with the elderly to um, I was also like, you know, door knocking. I was, I was confidently able to speak to strangers. Um, I met so many amazing people from different religions, backgrounds, ethnicities. It was, it wasn't just a burden. It was also a blessing. So I, yeah, I met so many amazing people along my life being a Jehovah's Witness and they taught me a lot. They taught us how to um, speak confidently and freely. Um, not, I wouldn't say freely because there was some things you couldn't say, but we, we were taught to speak confidently, which I loved. But I also, that kind of 
as I got older as well, that I kind of shrunk down. I was, I was a big person when I was younger. And then as I got through teenager, I went small, small, small. So now I'm on the journey of getting big again. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I love that you have that perspective too, because it's so true. Like it's something needed to you know what they say about like diamonds they have to be in pressure so you have to put the pressure on it to become a diamond like i feel like that's been your journey as well and like it really feels like for you like the past few years you have really started to use your voice and and really are shining like in your own truth because you have been through so much in your life to now be at this point where you're just like soaring is so beautiful to see because you're an incredible human being with the the biggest heart and and such a powerful voice that people need to listen to but yeah it's so gratifying to see because i think that that you know this is something that in general like me and luca like talk about and believe in but you have you would have had every reason to be a victim in your life and you're not living that right you're living in your own empowerment you're living in your own light that's it well i think I was raised, so my father was an alcoholic and um, he was an alcoholic for a reason. He was abused very badly as a child. Um, So when I looked at him, I always thought, why are you always in such a victim mentality? Like this is never going to get you anywhere. And I think looking at my father, I was like, well, I'm not going to be like that. And I... I went through probably very similar situations he did as a child and um, looking at my father and him at at consuming his whole life and him being so depressed for so long. I just didn't want that for me. And I didn't, I was like, no, I'm not going to be a victim. I was blessed to have a mother that is just like an absolute warrior. She will get knocked down 10 times and get back up 20. So (laughs) I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take the loving kind heart I have from my father and the warrior like energy from my mother. And I'm just going to push through because I got given these experiences for a reason. And that's when I had my spiritual awakening, I was like, and now I know why, because God was like, hey, you need to do this, 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 this. So you can help this person, this person, this person, this person, and this person, because <laughs> it's just, it was meant to be, I wasn't born for a big loud voice for no reason. Mm. Um, and it's just finding that and activating it once again, which the retreat absolutely did for me. And I am just, I can't even put it into words how much it changed my life. And I found me again and it activated everything in me to just blossom and bloom and keep the flow of who I am as a person. Hmm. it's really is hard to put into words like the (laughs) no matter how much we talk about it or if we share any videos like it just doesn't describe like the energy it was and what do you think is some of the big now that you've had a few weeks on the other side of the retreat what do you think are some of the biggest things that you learned from that I know that there's so many things but yeah um I wonder I would say there's a couple of things that I think I could probably go on for ages but I won't because it's just that's too much and it might ruin the retreat for other people that are excited <laughs> <laughs> um um well one one thing for me a learning from you was the strength of mindset so 
Um, obviously, if you've been to the Olympics, you've been able to do so many things that you've set your mind to and just nailed it. And it, and when you were speaking to us about mindset and um, that was something I really needed because I have imposter syndrome. So uh, that's something that I've had to battle a long time, but I feel like for some reason you kicked it, you like kicked it off my shoulder. You know how you have the angel yes. and the devil? You just like <laughs> throw it away. Like drop kick. <laughs> gone yeah, really so through mindset the, the mindset um workshop that we did I was able to just take it all in and fully experience what you've um what you said to us um yeah I wrote some notes down <laughs> oh my gosh you're so cute <laughs> I wrote notes <laughs> I did I had to write notes because otherwise it would just not make any sense okay oh that's right okay yes um so one thing that you said to us was um, focusing on one step at a time. So I'm the type of person that I have so many things I want to do. I have so many talents. And because I have so many, it just gets so jumbled in my head that I'm like, I never, I become, I procrastinate because it's like, well, I've got all these things so that I want to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what you told us was to just stop and take one step at a time. So since I've left the retreat, I was like, okay, we did a lot of writing, right? So I've kept writing since then. And I've just broken down everything that I want to do. And I've like, okay, right, we're not going to, we're going to put that in that pile that we can do next year. And we're going to put that into a pile we can do next month. So I, I categorized them into months and, and then, and then to weeks and then into days. So for me, when I came back was keep the constant flow because I was energetically feeling amazing. Once I left, I didn't want to stop the flow. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was because my social platform for me is what I think is going to propel me into my goals, hopes, dreams, desires. Um, I would love to, I would love to be a motivational speaker. I'd love to share people my story and, you know, and do podcasts. Like I just, I love to talk. It's just, <laughs> I've had a bloke blocked throat chakra for so long because of fear and, and, and issues that I went through. In Not my life. anymore, baby. Not anymore. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> le, 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 le. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was one thing. So when I came back, I was like, all right, we're going to stick to my social media because that's one thing that I had ebbs and flows with. I was like, I'd post something and then I'll just leave it and then I'll procrastinate and I'm overthink my content and, and because I was in a creative energy when I got back, I was just like, no, I'm going to use all of this content and I'm going to create, create, create. And then as I've been doing it, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good, like creating. And and it, it, it gave me life again because when I was a makeup artist, my thing in creating was obviously the makeup, but I'd make a lot of videos before and afters. So we'd do like the before and then the reveal. And, and I just loved that so much. And um, because I don't do makeup anymore. I'm like, well, well what am I going to do now? Like, I would really love to keep creating content. So, so that's what I've done. I've, I've, I dedicated myself to stay in the flow of content creating and, and share slowly just sharing and just, just little bits here and there, just a little release, a little release. And then, and then maybe when I come in with the full impact, people will be ready for it because <laughs> most people don't know what's happened to me in my life. They mm -hmm. would look at me and just think, oh, you know, she's got it good. And so, But I actually had to fight for where I am today. So um, 
essentially that my goal is to share my story, share my stories. I have many stories. Um, and in the hopes that someone who is struggling with that pain can look at me and go, wow, what the heck? Like she can do it. Like I can do it. And that's what I want is I want to inspire other people to be the best they can be because it doesn't matter what, what you go through, you there's no limitation to what you can do and I firmly believe that people who have had a really really hard life are meant to be bigger than what they think so um that's one thing that I well there's a lot of things that I got from that retreat but that's the main thing I got from that retreat Mm -hmm. um and then also the experience in the breath work that we did I I still laugh about it now like my breath work journey was out the gate it was wild it was wild um so, so yeah, that was my, I have done breath work before. It's I've done Kundalini, Kundalini breath work and um, Wim Hof. Those are the two I've mm. done, but I've never done something so profound as that breath work we did. I don't know what it was, Pranayama. I'm not too sure what sort of breath work. I think work. it was conscious and connected. Uh, conscious oh, connection. there you go. It was that I definitely was conscious and connected. Yeah. And um, I think also because we were in Bali in Balian, which is such a spiritual place, it really activated me instantly. Um, and I think part of it too, it, we were talking about this with the breathwork and instructor afterwards is a big thing about breathwork too, is like, you have to feel safe to go to a yeah. level of depth. And so I've done lots of breathwork before, but if you're in a room full of strangers, you do just naturally feel like a you hold yourself back, right? But the cool thing about doing breath work on the retreat is everyone knows each other so well that like mm. you could be screaming at the top of That's your lungs so and walking around that you actually because the container is so safe, you can go deeper. And I that think does. that's why breath work on a retreat is is about is like ten to hundred times more powerful than just doing oh regular breath work, right? It was like I had ayahuasca or something. Yeah, yeah like it was. <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. And I felt so safe. And I'm I'm quite a – I find safety in my home, in my family. So, like, going to the retreat was really, really scary for me. Yeah. But I felt yeah. safe instantly within the first 24 hours. I was like, no, I'm here with the right people, the right facilitators. They are here. They are doing God's work. And I knew it. And I knew I was meant to be here and everything aligned so well. So I just allowed myself to let go. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to do that sometimes because I'm like, oh, I don't want everyone to know like me, vulnerable me, because you know, I'll, I'll protect that side of me because it's so precious, precious to me. Um, but when I had that breathwork experience, I I was like, no, I seen everything, all my ancestors came to me, all the gods came to me. It was just everything. I had a very um, spiritual, very, very spiritual um, experience. Um, and I, I was, it was a, it was a healing, I think definitely for my Indian side and my Maori side. I went through a journey of like, first I seen all of like the Hindu gods. I saw the Buddha, I saw the cross, I felt Christ within me and they were welcoming me home and being like, oh my gosh, she's actually here. Like she knows, she can see us, she can feel us. And that's, and I was, I remember bowing and, and hugging and embracing them and going through all of that. And then it's like, and then I went to my Maori side somehow. And then my grandmother's face popped up and I was just like, what the heck's going on? It was so weird. I can't believe you can experience that just through breath. But my grandmother's face came up to me and I just went through, it was like, they took me back 
through the lineage of like my Maldi side as well. And I was just, I was blown away because I feel like I've been wanting that experience for such a long time, just for like reassurance. Mm. It's like, they said to me, yep, you're doing the right thing. Like you're here. We've been waiting for you, girl. Like wake <laughs> up now, like step into your purpose. Um, and that's, that was, yeah. And every time I f- feel like I, I doubt myself or I go into a little like, oh, I think about them as well. And I think mm. about them coming to me in my breath work and reassuring me, my little wasp, <laughs> my little wasp incident yeah. that I had. Like, it's crazy. I've had so many. After that, I'm like, okay, the wasp must be my spirit guide because <laughs> I've been through dreams, the wasp coming right up to my really? face. It's, it's insane. We'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, that. So where was I going with that? Yeah, breath work, mindset. Um, shadow as well um because I feel like I'm the type of person that I've always been like well I can heal myself I can do this journey myself so for years I've been in the shadow work journey by myself um too scared to sort of I guess reach out or share my story with other people because every time I've kind of shared a touch of it to people it's not been received well Mm. um or maybe not received in the way I wanted it to be received I guess um so once we really targeted the shadow and we were able to speak our wounds out loud and like a small group I was just like I just I needed to get that out because um I've never felt in a safe space to say those things um until the retreat and it really was like I had unload unloaded years and years and years and years of trauma and I was heard loved and seen at the same time so um shadow really helped me push through my shadows (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was able to see other things as well and also with Luca um the way that he shared his story when I when I look at Luca and his story that he's experienced and I was like oh my gosh I never thought that as, as we do, I didn't think that yeah, this right. guy was, that this happened to this guy. And I'm like, well, flip, maybe that's why I came here was to look at him and where he is in his life. Because I would say that I would love to do that. I'd love to do what you guys do, hold space for people. Um, and I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And, and that was something that was profound for me and him being able to um, answer a lot of, questions that were weighing heavy on my mind just like that like you know know, some like things with my dad as well like um for him to be like well and I'll be like oh shit oh my god you answered that question that I have been ruminating over for years (laughs) and years yeah you gave it to me like it's just so I am so grateful for the shadow experience as well um everything honestly but those are my top my top ones And I think that, I mean, it constantly, even doing this work, like retreat is like the top of the top of like the best of the best of all the the work that we do. But like one of the things that I've realized is you really never know what someone has been through and everyone, I don't, this is the only thing that I, I think that, I don't know if this is from the Bible, but I remember this from, from school, but this is always one thing that has resonated with me is everyone has their own crosses to carry. But when we are show up online, we're like, oh, they got their shit together. Nothing's ever happened to them. They have never gone through anything. And it's like 
everyone has a story, right? Everyone has a story. Everyone has had their crosses to carry and everyone's have been different, but we, you know, need to, again, like see love and hear each other in that and never invalidate anyone's pain. Right. That's it. That's um, one thing that I also learned from that was that we all had different levels of stories, yet we shared the same pain. Mm. Like that's one thing that I was like, wow, like it doesn't matter what level it was. You felt that pain. You felt that pain. We've all felt it and it's the same. So um, that was one thing that opened my eyes heaps because sometimes I have been like, I'm the most broken. Like no one's ever going to be able to relate to me because I'm so broken. And then, (laughs) and then coming to the retreat and realizing that everyone also kind of felt that way as well. And it was, it was, it was nice to not feel alone Mm -hmm. through all of those, like, those thoughts that you think and those feelings that you feel. Um, yeah, we felt like one. It was good. Mm. <laughs> and like as much as we can talk about all of this, it's just it, nothing compares to actually being it. And being like it. even like, you know, us speaking about this, um, I had this like realization a few months ago. It's like there's a big difference between learning, hearing something and knowing something. And the thing about the retreat is like what you were just sharing, that was like a knowing that you, we all experience in that space, right? And now we're talking about the learning of it. But even someone listening, like, and maybe through us speaking about this, you're going to have a knowing, but like there is a magic when you are in person with people and that you have a resonance and it creates a change in the fucking quantum field and in yourself and in your soul. That's and true. you have that knowing. Well, that's probably, I went totally off board, but that's what I was meant to say was that, <laughs> I was, was that by me thinking I can heal all by myself and work through my shadows by myself was kind of getting me nowhere. And mm-hmm. I needed this retreat to activate me because I had been doing it alone my whole time, my whole life. So yeah, I needed you guys to really just show me my power, my strength, um, help me move through those blockages. Um, yeah, it was, I needed it real bad. It was like, God was like, no, you just need a little, just a little push, just like yeah. break through that glass. And that's, that's exactly what I did. So grateful. <laughs> I love that Manisha was saying how she's like, was she doesn't like to leave her house and her kids. And um, she, this is the first time outside of Australia, New Zealand, you had like left the country, right? So, and, and then I like how she goes from like not leaving her house and her kids to traveling to a new country to spend a week with people that she's never met before. I'm like, you know, fucking right? went all the way out of your comfort I zone. <laughs> I really did. And that's something that like I've been working on um, this year. So my partner, it's lost both of his parents recently. So we're really in a, we're really in a mindset of like living life to the most that we can because (laughs) like experiencing death around you, you're just like, Mm. man, life is too short. I need to be going out and doing what God ordained me to do. So yeah. So this year has been like every month I do something that's out of my comfort zone. So um, I started off with doing um, workout, a workout challenge and which I did I lost quite a bit of weight and I've toned up and now now I'm like okay well in my head I was like my physical body needs to be strong so I can so it can carry me through the next phase of my life um and then and then I came to the retreat and then I quit smoking so I'm gonna put it out there like I was a a high functioning stoner all day every day smoked weed um 
to get me through my my day and I don't know to, maybe to numb things and um to entertain my brain because I also grew up an only child like I have an older brother but I was always like by myself and had imaginary friends and stuff so um so I was like no I really need to if I want to step into my full power I have to be present and I can't just keep numbing myself and keep being stoned with my imaginary friends so um yeah that's one thing that so I'm on day I think 26 today and I am feeling like thank you I'm feeling amazing and 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 really you really got to do these things like you really got to step out of your comfort zone if you want a profound change in your life um so yeah went to Bali stop quitting stop smoking weed like what's next I don't know (laughs) and it's like it really is like the further out of your comfort zone you get the more change you get it's kind of like relative the change so it's like you went all the fucking way out and then you got that right you got that equal transformation right exactly the two things I never ever thought I would do and it benefited me 100 it's crazy where what's next for Manisha where is Manisha going like what is what are you putting out there into the universe because you got big things ahead I can feel oh it. man oh, oh gosh I don't know. I'm really sweaty at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> that was like in <laughs> that was like in Bali we were sweating all the time it was gross. yeah we were swe- oh mate I, I, I think we lost so much weight from that yeah, um, <laughs> well for me I have an knowing that I want so obviously I came on the retreat because I wanted to help myself so I can help other people so um I really want to help other people I want to be a motivational speaker obviously um I would love to get my words out there yep yep share all of my diary entries share them out there um because I'm quite like I have a poetic mind and I just have so many things that I've like got here that just needs to be out so that's my next step is that reaching out of my journal into the public eye. Um, I want to study a few modalities. I would love to do some sort of either Reiki healing, kinesiology, something along the lines where I can, so when I'm helping people, I can energetically help them because I know that it's my bloodline to just mm-hmm. have healing hands. I know I have it. I have buzzy hands all the time. Um so I'd love to do that and I would love to study something that because I know helping people is also I know I have my own life experiences that I can go based off of but I would really love to just have a little over my shoulder so I can you know move forward with confidence in that so I might just study a few things um but yeah I'm a, yeah you're about to see me everywhere prepared to be sick of me (laughs) watch out world (laughs) that's right I'm everywhere I don't know what I want to do and also health and wellness um is my big thing like it's all it's all connected you know what I mean so you know like taking your CMOS and and working out and um your mind like mind body soul that's all I'm going for and I want it to be on a public I want it to be public I want it to reach as many people as possible I know I have the gift of the gab, so that's what I'm here to do. And I'm just, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm a good nervous because I know my stomach gets like that when um, something good's about to happen. So Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Um, and anyone that wants to get uh, 
Um, I've put Manisha's Instagram below and um, her company if you want to buy some of her sea moss if you're in Australia. I'm still waiting for you to ship internationally. I know. <laughs> I will buy. Um, and I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for letting me pop your cherry for podcasts. And you are such a fucking light to the world. And I feel so honored to know you and have been a part of your journey in your life. And I'm so excited. Like, um, Manisha was, so, oh, I have to share this one moment. You know, that like mom from Mean Girls that she holds the camera and she's like, you go, honey. Like Manisha was also like that mom at the retreat. She was like, Shelly was like doing her dancing. Other people are doing stuff and she's like filming everyone. And like, you're such a big champion of, of women, but I'm going to be that lady for you when you're speaking on the stage. Yeah, I, I'll be well, in the back it. corner and be like, you go, honey. <laughs> It's like I needed you guys to be that for me because I've always been Chris Jenner. Like I need a Chris Jenner for me, you know. Yes. So, and that's yeah. all I needed. And like, yeah. So people usually that support other people so much is like they struggle with that support. So, um, yeah, you and Luca have just really just given me a backbone, and I'm I'm so grateful. And I would, would never change anything. The retreat was perfect, a ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> get some more chicken no? yeah we'll have chicken next time <laughs> sorry um, but you know that was honestly the my best experience and I'm so grateful I'm so thankful to be on this podcast and I know it's just the start of a new beginning for me and I'm so excited watch out worlds I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you next time everybody peace <laughs> welcome to the other side beautiful souls I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me my intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>